have either of you guys been for a, a massage delivered by a professional, not like a loved one massage, but like a real massage? Yeah, I've had me a few real massages. Uh, no, but I am for, a real masseuse. For, okay. For the ladies. Let's Seriously. ignore that comment. <laughs> I've, already, I've already blown way past it. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. My name is Bo Schwartz. And I'm here in the place where conversation is the foundation for higher thoughts. Joining me today um, is the, you know, I think his, the beautifully haired Michael Hodgins. Mike, hello. Hello. Your growing out, Mike. looking good. You went through a short hair period for a while, but you're back. You're back, baby. Yeah, inevitably it'll get short again one day, yeah. and then maybe longer. And also here with us today, uh, as he is most weeks, well, every week, also, uh, a, a hair, long hair neophyte, Crofton Sears. Crofton, how are you doing today? I'm the good, bad, or bullshit Iron Man, Bo. Here every episode. Sweet. And spe- actually, yeah. I'm I'm digging Crofton's coiffure right now. It's kind of like well, so. Crofton, it's a bit of like '60s mop top kind of thing, which I think is a good look. It's just funny because it's like I'm probably going to get my hair cut this weekend. Um, I voted but- against that on your Twitter. Oh, did you? You're losing. Yeah, I voted against vote. it too. I was just gonna say that Crofton had well, a Twitter I... poll, and and it looks like the long hairs won. Well, yeah, had... when I when I voted, it brought it back to fifty fifty. So I was like, I was oh, an early voter. I, so I good early. listeners, come on out there and go and vote on Cro- well, Crofton. Polls closed. On Twitter polls closed. Right? Polls are done. Is it? The internet yeah, has spoken. It was a twenty four. It's a twenty four hour poll. So I'm I also like that it's that it seemed to be for one week of validity. I'm like, what a stupid poll because it was like, what's one week? I'm like, it's, <laughs> I'm not going to vote every week to keep your hair long. I, I'm, just, I'm not sure that that would be my poll for next week. I just real recently discovered this poll function in Twitter, and I was real and I realized, hey man, I can have the internet make my life decisions for me. That's a I don't have great I, idea. I don't. I can democratize my like like should i clip my toenails today yes no oh everybody says no looks like i got nasty feet this week that, you understand that yeah, the internet's like, half trolls though right so they're just going to be like ah how can we make Crofton's it's like life it's more like funny? twitch plays but for real life so twitch lives basically twitch, twitch plays crofton yeah yeah um actually uh i i noticed that and i think it's a good idea i think you should grow your hair out man it's cool uh Join i had a week club, i had a week you guys uh and we're just going to mention it on the show here because we're going to get – there's going to be another week of good, bad, or bullshit where we missed it, listeners. And you're going to be like, where's my podcast at? Are you guys pod fading? And I want folks not to worry. I got – I went on a trip. You guys have been haranguing me on the show about my lack of travel. Well, guess what? I went to Irvine. In fact, there is a show intro where you guys make fun of me for wanting to go to space when I've never been to Irvine. You literally said those words, and I was like, fuck yeah, I went to Irvine. Irvine? Yeah, yeah. I probably said Anaheim or Blizzard or some shit. Yeah, so I was invited by Blizzard Entertainment, who makes Here the Storm. I do a show about it. I got to go out there, you know, for two days. It was amazing. Um, And I'm not going to go into big detail. Listen to Core if you want all the details but i just wanted to point that out because literally on the show i was made fun of 
and uh, I did a thing that I, I you said I never now would do, traveling. and it's great. So that's why we missed you know, a week. That is why we missed a week, folks. It was for a good cause. You know what's funny is is how like um, <laughs> the the level of motivation Bo had to get ready for that trip because like he went from being a guy who d- d- didn't travel, so therefore never had a passport or anything like that. So there's a fair amount of legwork he had to do to get ready for the trip. He was like, I don't think I've seen Bo work harder on anything in his life than getting organized <laughs> for this trip. He I also like. like- you might not be aware of this, Crofton, but I also screwed – me and my wife screwed over Bo to get his passport because you need someone to sign for you. And I was like, I'll sign for you, Bo. But being a complete idiot, which I am, I did not realize my passport was expired until he showed up here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then Andrea, my wife, was like, was like, I think mine's still good. And we looked at it quickly, and obviously we're all idiots because hers was also expired. <laughs> so it was like on the I line. got my passport application rejected, which <laughs> – Oh, my God. And so I had, to, fi- I had to scramble. Keep in mind, every time I visited the passport office, I had to get up at 6 in the morning, something Bo does not do with aplomb uh, ever. And so like there was – several mornings i was getting up super early to go in the passport office because the line was out the door because it was march break anyways it was like nuts but i went there jokes on you suckers and uh so yeah the other big thing that happened to me oh i one thing i'll say bo and congrats to you is that you're literally living the dream for because for me for me you know like people have different levels of travel dreams like, you know, Mike for a long time talked about wanting to go to Machu Picchu or whatever. You know, you have these you have these like like levels and then Bo, Bo's level is like go to Irvine to see Blizzard. Like that was probably like, you know, he had climb, climb Mount Everest here and then, you know, like go to Blizzard was like up here. So you, you've already completed all your travel goals. You might as well stop while well, you're no, I, w- I want to go back. So I didn't get to go to the Blizzard HQ. So I still have to go back and like try and get a tour or something like that, you know, and mm-hmm. so – so the the great thing about traveling once is like my appetite for travel is now like fully wetted, wetted. Um, I wetted. Wa- yeah, because Crofton, yeah. you should know you haven't lived until you've seen the low density industrial zone around Irvine. <laughs> you haven't lived. I, uh, I asked Bo because he went there, and I was like, "Oh, did you see the ocean?" He's like, "No, uh, no, didn't I didn't." We were in Laguna there, Beach, and he didn't go close enough to see the Pacific Ocean. I'm like, "What the yeah, hell?" We were in Laguna Beach, that? but yet uh, I saw no beach. Um, so, the other thing that happened to me, because I know it's a big thing, but it, it, this was really hilarious. It, it was traumatizing as I fell in the shower uh, this week. And well, that, what were you doing in there? I. I was getting out. I finished cleaning. <laughs> okay. Oh, you weren't I, dancing I went or something? Step, I'm not giving you a full accounting of that particular visit to the shower. However, I went to Were step you wearing out. clothes? No. And so, oh, and okay. I was freshly bathed. And there was, you know, some oh, soap on the bottom good. of it. And I slipped and fell and landed on my rib. On I don't know how it happened. First of all, I grabbed onto the towel rack to stop my fall. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I, ripped, I almost ripped the whole wall out. Um, and then I landed on my ribs. My chest is super sore right now. I don't think I broke anything because I, I know what that feels like. It's not that bad. But, but man, that thing hurts. And it made me realize, like, you could die in the shower. You got to be careful with your soap usage <laughs> and make sure you don't slip and fall. It was scary as shit. 
So well, I I mean that's why they have those special showers, you know, especially when you're getting up there in age. Like if you watch any sort of all news channel for at, at, at especially during the day at any times, half the ads there are for these shower systems to avoid you busting your chops. Oh when my god, old it's prison. bad. I also have this I also have this mental image of the two paramedics in uh, Bo's <laughs> bathroom with him wrapped in a shower curtain and them asking if he's all right. And then there's a knock at the door and he's like, oh, that's probably my Greek on wheels. Uh, do you mind getting it for me? <laughs> for yeah. listeners who... I like this. This could be a sitcom. After your shift. This could be a sitcom. We could have, you know, be every episode there's a, an, an ambulance called and Sable and Jill show up to like yeah. the extremely attractive ambulance people to find uh, all the embarrassing things I've done. <laughs> Something embarrassing I've done. And I've ordered takeout. <laughs> and I, I just realized Bose, you know, really got himself into medical <laughs> trouble <laughs> twice in his many episodes. And ever since he's found out about these hot paramedics, he seems to be like much more accident prone. <laughs> it's going it's like... to tur- turn him into a hypochondriac because of these attractive yeah. paramedics. Yeah, like, no, okay, it's, uh... Mr. Schwartz, it's the third time this week. What do you want? Send an ambulance Wait. quickly. I stubbed my toe. Is Sable available to come to come look at my toe? If that's if she is, <laughs> you should send her. She knows my file. I have Italian coming. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's a pizza. Sorry to uh, make it all about me, but that was my week. It was pretty eventful and exciting, and that's why we didn't have a show. So blame it all on me. It's funny that you say that though, because what I remember, we didn't have a show because you were applying for some job or something. But well, I but guess it's you just tell a week, better story when it's travel. The, well, I have that to say, and also the, my like I haven't been able to catch up till last weekend. Like every night's just like oh, I want to do this yeah, thing. I want to do this thing, and. We did we did do core last week and all that and I just was exhausted because I didn't sleep at all the whole time there it was all nighters and I'm at the age where all nighters kind of kicked me all, in with the groin all nighters in Azeroth baby. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, right. welcome back to Canada, Bo. You Th- made it thank through you. Trump's America. Although I'm then eight. almost died here. Yeah, it's true. That <laughs> bathroom man, I'm scared of it. All right, uh, you guys want to do a topic or do you have anything you want to share before we start? Oh, speaking of speaking of things we're scared of. How about that random topic generator, oh, huh? Oh, Crofton with the six segues, yo. All right, uh, well, <laughs> Mike, get it, get it going. We're ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready. Here. <laughs> um, uh, topic today is competition sweet it's kind of broad i'm gonna have the best verdict of the three of us on this i think <laughs> i think i think maybe you'll think i can see why you would think that but my mark will it's funny because I, I obviously know what he's saying when he said that and then but my because this is how croft and i are different uh was i was gonna be like look there's room for everyone's verdict here and and that's almost where you stand on competition uh oh here's a little story to get us started and this is where i Crofton and I play in an Ultimate Frisbee League. And for those of you who don't know what Ultimate Frisbee is, it's a loser, white, hippie sport. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Just Google it. Don't take his editorializing. Racist. (laughs) No, I mean, that's the funny surface description. I mean, we play it because it's a pretty fun sport. Uh, But um, so we play in in this league. And then occasionally, very rarely, uh, there'll be a tie game. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, tie game? Perfect. No one has to lose. We both played well, and everyone on both other teams is groaning, going like, oh, 
it had to be a tie. There's nothing worse than a tie. Whereas I'm always like, ties are great. No one loses. No one wins. We all played well because there's very even game. I'm like, what's better than a tie? But everyone else finds it extremely unsatisfying. So I don't. I don't know, man. Maybe that's you recently, but I definitely recall some of Michael Hodges wanting to win pretty well, bad. And then when it is a tie, or like especially when we've lost a lead and now it's a tie, you being like, oh shit. You know? I think sure it, when it gets personal for Mike, if Mike doesn't like the people, he wants to beat them, which is a feeling I think. Well, no, but what I will to. say to Crofton's point there, because it's like for sure that they the the me of my youth, even pretty recent youth, very competitive person. I used to be quite competitive. Uh, but I kind of, and maybe this is going to set me on the course here for this topic today, but I, I kind of, as I get older, realize like it's almost wholly negative, like, like competition. I personally feel, so I've been moving away from that and trying to, and it still creeps back in, especially when you're playing sports and stuff and you have this drive to win. But I realize it, even when you do, it's just, it usually doesn't make me feel good. Hmm. Uh, it's because it's just, it's conflict, right? Like competition it's well, conflict. Let's 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 get to the point of it. Competition, man-made thing. Like we're not going to do. There's competition in nature, but survival of the fittest. Well, like we're talking about the. Hey, human... this is competition, Bo. Competition of the fittest, you know. But that, I mean, evolution isn't really a competition, right? Like, oh, you're already that's, losing. That's not how that works. <laughs> so we're gonna. I think we just stay out of that pie because I think if we start going down it, evolution, it's not like. But I mean, it's I mean, not this, two well, teams and whoever wins is the strongest. It's more about environmental pressure and stuff. But like it's that. not even like. I, I mean, it would be in the. You could look at it. Uh, you don't even have to get into evolutionary terms and be like, it's a competition. Literally, literally, it's a it's a foot race half the time where there's like a gazelle and he's like, I'm running fast. And Cheetah's like, no, I got this. Today I got this. I'm on point and he's running. And it's like, who's running faster? It is like, it can't get more competitive than that. And one day gazelle's like, did you see that turn I made and jumped over the bush? And then Cheetah ate it. He's like, I win, baby. And he lives one more day. Yeah, but, but that, competition, it, it, no, they're no, all in on that competition. That's the way we, that's the like, way we traditionally view it but i think for evolution isn't it more that there are several types of mutations and the ones that are best suited are the ones that stick around and that's why they're the way like it doesn't work that way it actually isn't a competition well no it does it does work I'm, that way in the sense it does work that way in the sense that if you have 10 gazelles and uh, eight of them think to do the little sideways jump over the bush and it saves them and the other two don't think to do that and get eaten by the the cheetah then that competition will yeah. benefit but them. It's, and it's not that the, it's not that, but the point is, it's not that the organism willed itself. It's that it was a mutation and it happens to survive because extinction can happen. So, but, so, so you, but it's, the, that it's played, it's played out in the, the competition, right? No, it's not because, I, I, because hang on. And we're getting to the point here is that competition is that there is a drive to succeed on, on all sides in the competition. And I think with evolution, there is no drive to succeed. It's just, the mutations that thrive in specific no, see, sets of circumstances. I would say it's exactly the. No, no, exactly this is what it is. This is what evolution no, no. is. It's the no, mutations Bo, that thrive in particular environments are the ones that last. But it's exactly what you said. It's all drive to succeed. It's it's all competition. I think that's a, that's I, I a very know. human way I of looking of at it. And not a dispassion. Like I mean, one. I mean the cheetah and the gazelle and all that. That's not that's not competition. That's like just survival instincts. Like com- competition is 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 like 
you, you've got to know that you're sort of competing with someone to okay. try to, you know, like, for example, if there are two people and one of them is like, you know, just living their life or whatever, getting a house, getting a car and all this and just having a good time. And meanwhile, that their, you know, their best friend is is buying trying to trying to one up them and buy a nicer house and buy a nicer car, but they don't care about it. Then only one of them's in a competition. The other yeah. one is oh, totally. Crofton, I, I never knew you felt that way about our relationship. Yeah. Well, I uh, see. I told you. <laughs> don't worry. You'll catch up one day. We're not in a competition. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, just because I want to get back to the fun human stuff. Cause I think that's where Mike, you want to make most of your points. Is that? Well, I, I no, think, but I mean, just, like, no, well, wait, I'm happy to. I, I, I wanted to, to say a thing. It's just that I think let's just stay out of evolution. There is comp- It's not just humans that have competition because it does come to mind that people do. Um, there are societies of animals that compete for mates and compete for the class structure of, let's say, a pack of wild wolves or something like that. Or like gorillas. I, like yeah, like I think competition does exist in nature. I just. I'm specifically targeting the evolution talk is just staying away from that. But see, it's funny because like you keep trying to. You you should almost stop when you're ahead because I was just about to say like yeah yeah I'm fine to keep it to like competition like mm-hmm. we all agree to compete and whatever but when you were just saying that I'm like man what but what are the roots of competition in our well, society and it's yeah. like when you talk about like these mating you know rams smashing their heads together to impress their mm-hmm. their potential mates I'm like well is that is that really what it's the same thing <laughs> oh I think I think. I think there's some survival. Uh, yeah, you better go make sure your your child doesn't die and go check on him. Uh, so Mike has right. to go for a bit. Uh, let me. Can I talk? I feel like I should give him one pause chance. Okay, so I'm gonna pause the recording. All right, a uh, bit of a technical technical difficulty, but we're back. And I was just saying we should keep this out of the the evolution context, even though there is competition in nature. And Mike had some stuff to say about. Uh, actually, no, I wanted to pick at it further because where does it come from, our need to be competitive? And, and is it, in fact, part of it? And then I think, Crofton, I don't know if that reminds you of what you were about to say. If not, Thank I know you. Mike can speak, but I just wanted to defer to you first. I just, I just like, before we go down this rabbit hole too much, I'd just like to talk about what I think about when I'm thinking about competition and stuff because Mike mentioned ultimate, and that's like sports are one of those things where it's pretty, you know, pretty black and white, okay? One team is competing against another. One individual is competing against another. Competition is the name of the game, but there's like competition in, in pretty much every aspect imaginable of our lives. Like Bo during our technical difficulties was was entertaining the crowd by playing a video game hearthstone to card game that is just co- like against another player it's like it's competition every single card game is competition like um so every part oh yeah well then you could argue you're even competing with yourself and that's okay. a whole other discussion sure. where you're AI. That, that that level where you you compete against yourself but like stuff you know anything any board game like chess or checkers you name it you know competition then there's like competition in jobs and in in life and and all that sort of stuff and they're not like my feelings towards them very to, towards competition in general varies a lot and i think particularly about like Donald Trump has gone on the record that saying that he does this, but he like essentially fosters chaos in his organization to get people to compete against each other for his love, essentially. And like, I mean, that that's a management style. It's horrible, whatever. But but 
it it it's it's bringing out the the worst in people sometimes and that's it like because you can easily put competition up against collaboration as to opposing forces and in which case collaboration just sounds nicer it's more appealing all that sort of stuff but really they can both exist and they're not like it's not one or the other and that sort of thing so that's what's tricky for me a little bit and and thinking about this but there's a lot of competition in my daily life there there is for sure i mean i and i'm glad you brought up the counterpoint which is cooperation because i think it's pretty obvious that like that that is the kind of counter, the counterpoint, cooperation or collaboration or however however you want to put it, working together, um, as opposed to against each other. But when you were going on about that, it made me think also about the whole kind of basis of our whole economic system, which uh, is capitalism. And then you always hear uh, Trump also says this a lot: going to bring in more competition, get those prices down. That that competition in the economic sphere is what leads to uh, some people say innovation or advancement um, or cheaper products or better service or whatever it is, is that that's all driven by competition. And I would question that probably a little bit, but I mean, there's something to be said for it. And it's, it's, it's certainly the system that we have largely. Um, and often collaboration in that sphere is considered bad. Like if three companies work together to fix a price a certain but, way, you know, and but, all that. What, sort yeah, of thing. and it's true. But and but that's one way to look at it because the other angle that's coming out now, um, competition. Because if sticking on this economic front for just a second, it's like we talked about patents and things like that on this show before, mm-hmm. and it's like intellectual property and the whole idea being that someone, you know, that's kind of like element of you have to be able to pr- pr- you have to be able to protect your achievement because that's what you're competing against other people and it's unfair if um if someone just comes and steals your hard work that's that competition let them out compete me on my own terms or whatever but you're having a movement around where people are just now open source is becoming a massive thing and if you look at um some like tech companies and some tech platforms which just operate on open source and the amount of innovation and um expansion that can happen when you open source something is like orders of magnitude better than when you just have people operating in different silos competing against each other not sharing with each other it does not work as well and i feel like i feel like we're going to see this take off even more but there's a whole bunch of like it's just like even like basic computer code a lot of it now is just open source and it just means that it, it it evolves so much faster because anyone can use it anyone can and but even within then it's like the good stuff moves ahead and the bad stuff gets left behind and it's like but allowing it so i just even feel like even with that whole like competition drives like innovation like i'm not sure that's true and it's like i think we're starting to see that people are realizing that and to be like if you just give people stuff uh and work with them and say here here take this can you do and but then it also makes me think in my head that there's still an element of competition within that too no i think i think innovation drives innovation not competition i think i think being um i think being analytical about results and making determinations about that like we play trading card games but the, the the same mind state you would apply to having plus expected value on the performance of a particular deck in that competitive environment is the same as as making decision making on the purchase of stocks and investments 
regardless of their result, consistently making a decision based on a strategy over the long term that yields positive results is is you know a tenet of competition, especially when it comes to more mathematic based stuff and cerebral stuff and game theory stuff. Um, we 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 do build our society based like are the the very nature of democratic society is based on competition because we all have a um we all have this invisible number written on our foreheads called the number of dollars you have and the number of dollars dollars you have pretty much impacts your agency within the society and and getting that money is not just about being a good saver it has nothing to do with being a good saver often it, it it's it's making investments and building relationships like it's very it's an interpersonal skill where there's very weird intersection between cooperation and competition but that being said, it's highly divisive. Like in its, as you say, if people in their silos are competing, then we're not sharing and we're not innovating. Because nothing yeah. you learned, you thought of yourself. You learned it, which means it came from somewhere. And, and it's true, and it's just like a building thing. And to, to kind of get off the kind of economic thing, I don't want to get too hung up on sure. that because I think it's okay. Pretty calm. Pretty complex stuff, and there's and everything's kind of melded together. But mm-hmm. back to the kind of like trying to think broadly, like competition, and it's like I tend to think like you know you mentioned game theories, or we talk about games in general, and it's essentially when I think of competition, I tend to think like you have winners and losers in when you have a competition in general. Like mm-hmm. if you you know we even keep it simple to games, right? You have competition, someone wins a competition, and someone else loses it. And I feel like it's pretty, to me, it feels pretty safe to say that, like, winning generally feels good and losing generally feels bad or at least not as good as winning. And and I feel like so, and I think there's this weird, in our, in our society, this, this weird kind of parallels where those two places play. Like, obviously, for things like, like in a lot of competitive sports, most people lose, say, say like, running, right? If you're running one person wins the race like say a marathon one person wins everyone else loses it's a lot of losing it's a lot of losers um but <laughs> but but so in in the sport i feel like there's there's you always hear with, with you know with with kids and stuff being like you know you have to learn how to losing it's character building this kind of thing but yet what's always kind of getting driven home is like how to win it's still the ultimate like I feel like as we progress, people are trying to be like, there's a place for losing, and we can't always be about winning. But really, it is. They're just trying to deal with how the other end of it, because you can't have one without the other. You can't have a bunch of winners unless there's a bunch of losers. What's interesting about that is it makes me realize that the the, the pros, the benefits of winning, make are much greater than than the the risks or of losing the 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 feelings that you get like losing kind of sucks but winning feels so good that it makes the it makes it worth doing anyway because everybody keeps participating in these competitions and like and often like like you you mentioned losing but like sometimes you lose and you still had a good time doing it you would have had a better time if you won, though, and um, and and I definitely get that. And all these sort of like getting back to the collaboration element, it's like when we play ultimate. What's interesting, it's the the lines are very are quite clear. You have one team that's playing against the other, so you got in, in any sort of sport. And then let, let's take American football for instance. You've got one team playing against another team, and then then there you've got one t- on each team. 
um, they're collaborating, right? And and in American football, you have an offensive line and defensive line and a defensive line. And often there's like sort of in-house friendly competitions between the offensive line and the defensive line of each team on their own teams. They want to be like, oh, okay, we're the defense guys. We're going out. We want to do it. We'll show those offense guys. You're on the same team though. So you're all collaborating. You're competing amongst each other and you're competing against the opponent opposing team. Um, and so there's there's so much of this. It gets so caught up in 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 everything uh, everything we do. We collaborate and we compete, and we do often both in equal measure. Some of my favorite like games are collaborating with a group, but like against an against another group. And often, if if I'm playing like there's a lot of video games recently where I play against like bots or computer controlled opponents, and um, uh, like Bo and I have been playing Overwatch. That's a good example. They, they very much make it easy to play against the AI. If you're playing against the AI, technically you're collaborating with a group and then you're playing against this artificial intelligence and you win. But for some reason, the win doesn't feel nearly as good. Like it just feels like hollow to the point that I'm like, I want to get into the real game, you know, soon. And it's not because I, I – Maybe it's because I want to beat real humans or maybe it's just because they offer a greater challenge. I don't know. But like there is something innately addictive about competition. Well, what's the what, – what, what good is it? Because I think this, we're evaluating it. So it's like it, these games are fun or the game of your choice is fun or if you like running or whatever. But like what, what purpose does it serve? Because I listened to an interesting bit about the Olympics. A part of recruiting for athletes there is – you could have someone who loves running and trays, trains year-round to be a runner, but that's the Olympic Committee is not going to pick you. They're going to find freaks of nature and train them. And so really, when you think about the Olympics, it's just which countries have the better training programs for the freaks of nature that they find for the various disciplines. So that's like almost not a competition. It's just nature-selected certain people to be predisposed to certain activities and if we train them up then they can compete to be the best but it's actually kind of pointless <laughs> like it, like i'll ever at no point in my life would i've ever been in a position to train as a runner i'm just genetically would never compete at that level and so like well then what's the point what are we what are we even doing this for it's weird but some people and that's all competition will. all disciplines and games have the the freaks that would be at the top and so if you're not number one the point of competition which is to win then what's the point? Like, what are we trying to figure out with through competition? How does it help us? Like, well, you asked a bunch of questions there. I'd say it definitely helps us in that it pushes us. Like, for example, you give the example of the marathon runner who may not win the, the marathon, but like wants to beat his best time next time or her best time. And like, so you're always pushing yourself or you have like, you know, rivalries, even like you look at what was it, a te a Tesla and Edison, who were almost like mm -hmm. uh, competing innovators. Like it just pushes it can push you in multiple disciplines. And and, uh, and, and that's a reason to do it. It can be satisfying and enjoyable. Uh, I gave the example of like Overwatch for playing it. But like even you, Bo, you're in the, this game where you're going up this rank ladder. And, and there is literally one person at the very top of that ladder. And then there's millions of people in the ladder that are not number one. And uh, and like those people are still like on their, you know, and they, they they set their own personal goals. Um, and you can you can there's room for that in the world 
of competition. I think where I get caught up is like I see a lot of benefits in competition and I honestly like a lot of competition, but I wouldn't characterize myself as a competitive person. And I think when you use that term to define yourself, you're like, I'm I'm a competitive person. It's kind of a like I see it as a pejorative. I, I don't think most people do. They if you define yourself that way, you, some people correlate it with driven. Um, but but the, a, a person that defines himself as competitive, I of, often see as like a negative attribute to define yourself. Where I enjoy competition in a you know in a limited amount in a constructive way and all that sort of thing. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like make it my be all end all of who I am. On the other hand though, I'm not at the forefront of any disciplines pushing things to the next level. So maybe like maybe there is a value in being that type of person. Well, and it's funny cuz it's like it's like this thing is turning out to be a very nuanced and complicated topic as are many <laughs> things because I'm thinking of like it's like and like so many answers I would give to almost anything be like what do you think about this? I would always be like depends. It depends, and it's kind of like, what is that competition? And, and and a lot of time when you were talking about this stuff, and I, I keep thinking about Donald Trump, obviously because he's like, you know, he <laughs> he occupies he a lot of public space. He personifies competition and capitalism. But yeah, I mean, he he does, and it's like you think of some of his rhetoric. It's like winning. You're gonna get so tired of winning. We're gonna get America winning again. And it's like it's that is his kind of persona. Is like and 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 clearly. So when I think of him and I see the way he talks about it and clearly loves it, uh, for sure. For him, it's that like you know he calls it the art of the deal. But it's like getting one up. You, you know, you hear ex- examples of for him like getting these great deals, and that's all like victories to him, winning. And he and would I, describe himself for sure as a competitive person. Like he sure. wouldn't shy. He wouldn't shy away from that label. I'm sure. Right, and and it's like a lot of people are competitive, but for him, it's like when I think about the way that he displays competitiveness, it seems almost wholly negative, uh, because it's it's a lot about dominance and power. And again, I mean, I don't want to bring it back to this evolution thing, but there is stuff built into us about that, like. With with all this stuff, there is for sure dominance play here, uh, and it's like who's the most powerful. Like that, these are all essentially ways to figure out kind of like natural hierarchies. Like who's the best, who's the more dominant, uh, who's the fastest, who's the strongest, who's the smartest. And we all just we develop games, we develop competitions of various sorts to kind of work that stuff out because it's important to us at some level. Hmm. And and I guess I feel like where my hang up with com- competition comes from is that I feel like at some point we 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 sort of had to move beyond that in the sense that like there are and again the there's competition you can you can have it in all sorts of different ways but there are ways to move be beyond it I think in the sense that like what are you working towards like coming back to what Bo was saying about like what's the point of it like what are you after uh, and 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 if the end goal of so many things is just winning, is just to be like I beat them. If that's the goal, then I'm kind of like, man, that's stupid. And and again, when I was saying it, it, it depends because it's also like think about wars and conflicts of countries, and that's for sure winning losing. That's like competition at its most raw form, you know. And things like ultimate fighting, which we've talked about, and war, which we've talked about, these violence, like that's competition in this in this raw, terrible sense, and it still occupies a ton of space uh, and who wins and who loses like some people you die or you you win or you die is like and i think that's 
been a you know historically there's been a lot of space taken up by that that the competition like i'm powerful i kill you and i win mm. and now we've we've, we've softened it down <laughs> which is good <laughs> but i feel like the roots of that stuff is still there and again maybe that's just part of us it's ingrained in us yeah. winner winner well, die is also the tagline for many jean-claude van damme uh, movies. So, um, so, but I, I have some stuff I got to put down on paper here because it, it, it's pretty important. There's a like I, Crofton went into the Overwatch. We're big game players here. Uh, even Mike before the show. Mike and I were talking Hearthstone before the show. I think games games are very important because they're opportunities to learn about your friends, your enemies, and yourself. Like they're windows into us, and making things into competitions does breed some innovation i think if we lock 10 different of our smartest people in in a room and say solve a drought you know in this country for the summer here with using ten thousand dollars or something or or some limited resources only one of you lives (laughs) well i mean one of you gets to even forget the money some people don't care about money they just get the pride of, of doing the thing and being the best getting the Nobel prize who knows but the point being that that like there is a sense that you give people a same set of circumstances and you, you would like to be the one rewarded because it has to do with the tribe it has to do with being re- like having you're a part of a tribe you're a part of a community you and no matter what it is you're competing about it it matters to be in the top because of the tribe most of all it's not for the money it's not for the award it's for for the societal impact it has on you and in your Social setting as a human animal, I think. And I think good things do come out of competition. Where competition gets wonky is, is I'll do anything to win. Is You lose sight of what the competition's for. It's to better yourself and it's to better others, in my opinion. And, and I think when we get to those like reality TV shows where they get on Big Brother and I'm like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm just here to win Survivor. You know, like, like... That's not competing. That's just being a dick. It's being an asshole. And 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 I think people think of competition like that, you know, because winning is the, the – being Trump is the best. But really, it's the least important part of competition, yet it's what's at the pinnacle. So here's right. a question. It's down on paper now. It's, here's a question. Yeah. If, if, and this works in the sports – uh, space it works in the video game space and all this mm. and i think that like it echoes to me in in what i value in competition to question so if you are competing against someone let's say in a video game or whatever and you are destroying them pizzoning them like just reaming them complete ponage mm-hmm. do you do, does that like at a certain point do, like is that not less satisfying than just like slightly beating them in a in a hard fought match? No, it's it's not because I learn nothing. I get nothing out of it. Like, like if no, you, it, there's some short term, you feel good if you're not thinking about it. You're like, yeah, I'm killing people. I'm super good. This is amazing. Everything's coming together. But that gets old very quickly. You need to feel like you're you're. It matters, and it doesn't. When you walk into a game and you're the best at something, you just steamroll everybody. It doesn't matter, right? Like, what do you care? Yeah, and it doesn't. Like, often going back to the ultimate example, Mike and I have been in games where we have just, uh, you know, we've gotten trounced, 
but we have definitely and it's not fun to get trounced but it's almost worse when you're winning like we've we've been up like 10 to 1 on a team and it's kind of like and you recognize at one point that they're no threat they're not going to push you. you you can pretty much have your way with them and so you've gotten your dominance mm-hmm. and like but is that in the end what you wanted no what you wanted was a competitive hard fought match mm-hmm. to better yourself and to to better them you know uh and uh, so that's what i find interesting about competition because technically somebody like donald trump uh, uh, somebody who would define themselves by competition or competitive do you think that if you asked him donald okay you just destroyed this guy and you had an election against hillary clinton you just destroy her pretty much across the board you win in every state or whatever mm-hmm. do, do you are you happy with that or are you saddened by it? He'd, be, he'd be like i'm that's amazing i'm great that's i love that for him he's he would not in my mind, care about the blowouts. He would love the blowouts. Whereas for people like us, we don't like the blowouts. We do, we want it to be close. We want we we want there to be some element mm-hmm. of competition. Mm-hmm. And I think that that di- that's the difference for me. That's the, that's where like the difference between like egregious winning and just winning. Mm-hmm. And man, I wish Mike was here for this because I'm sure he would be on board. Yeah, well, we gotta well, keep, we got, we do gotta keep this train moving. It's 11 now, so yeah. Um, he, we've had another, we've had another kid alert, folks. Audio podcast listeners, we've had to stop the show for putting the kid to sleep, and it's happening again. So, um, I would, I would just agree with you though, Crofton. I, I really, I, but there is a culture of winnerism. Like I know that there are people you could say right now, I'd be like, oh, I play Heroes of the Storm, and they're like, oh, yeah, what rank are you? And I'm like, I'm just rank not a good rank and i'm like i don't care about winning I'm like they're like what loser like you're just, just so you're casual <laughs> like or you're bad or you're whatever you know like there are types of people who would look at that and say well if you're not playing to win why are you playing and it's like well no <laughs> the, the enjoyment of the game has nothing to do with winning and i think there is a culture around winning and perhaps it's a, it takes i know when i don't I'm not a subject matter expert firsthand to say these kinds of things. I've never been number one in anything in my life, and many of us haven't. Uh, but some people would say striving for it is worthwhile, and you have to be a dick, and you have to be a certain way to attain these things. I don't believe that to be true, but but you know, I believe I, I playing is the important part, not the destination. I have been number one in something before. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> what, is, yeah, what are you doing? things. But the one thing that I will specify is uh, I was the, pretty much the uh, 1998 John Abbott Residence Golden Eye Champion. Oh, my God. And, uh, <laughs> and, it, it, and, it, and it was not even close. And here, here, here's the deal. Around in the, in the late 90s, like the internet wasn't what it is now. Now it's always – possible to find somebody that's better than you at mm. any level of competition you can go on it doesn't matter what it is search your best marathon time search no. whatever you're going to find someone on the internet that crushes it but back then internet not it not as common definitely online gaming not as common so on nintendo 64 it was pretty much who you know and uh in residence um i i owned all to the point that like it was quite known and people um played this game all in all over the place and they would say hey have you played this guy and i would literally have people challenging other people on my behalf saying like oh you're good but have you played crofton and it's funny because if i was on the internet 
playing Goldeneye, I guarantee I would s- sucked. I would have been like middle of the pack, bottom of the pack, or, or like, you know, I was really hot to, to trot in residence. And I felt really good. But what it became is it became part of my my identity almost like for that year it was like that was part of the thing it's like oh Crofton is the top at this thing and so like it's almost like a curse to be the best to be the best at something because I became more competitive as a person especially in that domain because I felt like I was losing part of myself if I lost in this like I had a reputation to uphold now you do this podcast on this on this topic so you you must feel like when you get in there Bo on, on that particular game that like you've got to be competitive if you were just some horrible player then, then well, no, that's would... that's our shtick on that show. Actually, is is a lot of the Heroes of the Storm content that that similar podcasts, things of that nature. They focus on esports. They focus on competitive, and we're very like our message on the show is just to have fun. Like someone might say, "Here's the build you need to play to be competitive on the tank and and, and on a tank character." And we're very we're very open to suggesting. Here's how you improve. Here's here are tips for how you can get better, but ultimately play the game the way you want to play. Like don't you don't have to win. Winning's not important. But it, your like, tips about getting better are all based on you being good. You well, know it's what based I mean? Like, like I said, it's the journey. Like, like especially in a game like that, because you play Overwatch, so maybe you understand. But let's say you're one player, you're solo. Let's just even put it to ultimate, so Mike can relate. Let's say just Thursday nights you, by yourself, you show up and you're going to get put on whatever team. Sometimes your teammates suck, and sometimes they're really good. And so some, sometimes when you lose a game, it can be because, you know, you, you don't have the team cohesion. It can be a lot of factors. So if you emotionally invest in winning in a situation like that, it's not healthy for you. So what you can do is focus on, you know, your the things that you're practicing, which is improving your throws, improving your running in the case of ultimate or whatever the staples are. And really improving as a player means you will perform better. But it's not focusing on winning. Like I think, and and Mike Mike had to step away for a bit, listeners. So we're going to catch him a bit back up. A lot of what we've been talking about is that competition is good, but winning is not important. And there's a culture around winning, whereas it's much more important to enjoy the play of the game, which is which is sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. But but it's in. It's in the journey and not so much the destination, which to me it sounds like what you're saying, Crofton. Well, yeah, yeah. The question I asked Bo, Mike, and I throw this at you too, is like, like I, because I said that I enjoy competition, and I gave the example of like, how do you feel about blowouts in anything that you do? Like, if you are extremely dominant in a field and you you compete, you're like, I think of an ultimate game where we're up ten one. I start to feel bad for the other team. I'm not even enjoying. I'd almost rather be down ten one. Like at at that point, like I want to win, but I don't necessarily want to blow them out. And my point, my point to Bo as well was that somebody like Donald Trump may want to blow someone out because they define themselves in that way but i i don't i enjoy competition but not to the extent that i want to like destroy someone because i'm not gaining anything i'm not learning anything and all that and bo bo was bo was explaining some of the uh the nuances to that but that was my well, it is funny though because even in that situation of like winning still like winning still feels better i mean you might feel like you know, we have, we've had those games with Ultimate Frisbee where it's like, yeah, you're up 10 to 0 or something like that. And it's just like you feel like you're crushing them. But it still feels better than being 
destroyed by a team, I find, because uh, some, some you can get this feeling where it's just like it's like ah, nothing's going my way. Right. How you feel, and and I mean, and I was going to yeah. take that over into like, so I do play this game Hearthstone, which is pretty popular, and sometimes I get on a streak where it's like. And there's an element of chance in these games and whatever, and you get on the streak where you've won like you know eight games in a row or something. You're like, yeah, hey, I'm good. And other times where it's like you just like you just can't win, and it and it's and it always feels better to be winning than losing. And oftentimes, usually on the losing end, sometimes I feel like being like, oh, why am I doing this? Because it feels like you're just abusing yourself if you always are losing. And with games where there's chance involved, you're gonna win eventually. But games of like skill, and it coming back to, but yeah, just like. The blowout thing I, I just wanted to, to focus on, because what I was really trying to differentiate is not between a win and a loss. It was between a blowout win and a marginal win where it's been a competitive match, but you pulled out the yeah, win. It's more satisfying when it's like, yeah, close and you've won. And then you feel like you're competing against a peer, so it feels fair. I think it's that element of fairness that comes into play where it's like it's not fair to compete against someone who uh, you, you, you outmatch or is not on your level. And, you know, but it's funny because it makes me think of another point because it's like there are some people that are never going to be good at winning anything. Uh, and, and there's yeah, a lot Bo. of people like that. Okay. <laughs> like that. But it's it's also <laughs> funny. It, it's true because, Crofton, you pointed out that you, you've been very good at some video games and, and, and Bo as well. And, and it's funny how you, you'll tend to, to – to, to focus on the things that you're good at winning. And I just wonder how much people, people end up then focusing their energies – on the things, and maybe that's a good thing to be like. Those are the things that their strengths are there, and so then they put their energies in it. So that maybe that's good, uh, but maybe it also draws them away from other pursuits that they could benefit from. And I just think of people who just aren't good at anything. You know, like someone has to. There's there are lots of people who are like tenth best at anything they try, and it's like how does that? How should that person feel in their life? Out of a hundred. Like, <laughs> well. No, maybe out of maybe out of twenty. Who knows? I don't know how it works, but like, um, and, and it's funny because I I often think of myself as someone who's like, I don't think there's not one thing that I do that I'm the best at for sure. And I I would say that I happen to be a person who I'm I'm pretty good at a lot of things, but definitely not the best. And so, and I think as I get older, I, I realize that there's that you can then end up doing things for different reasons. When I was younger, and, and uh, you know, I felt like I could be good at certain things, especially in sporty types the type of stuff. I felt like, oh, maybe I can push myself and be good at this or that. But then you realize you start getting broader to be like, no, you're not driven to that extent. You're you're, just, you're never really going to be the best. And that really to do it for other reasons is ultimately more satisfying than to do it for competitive reasons. For most anything, I, I feel like I learn that more and more as I get older. And with, come back to games – uh, the joke with us, we we play kind of like you know board games every so often. Is that I really enjoy the the full on cooperative games where there's just like some situation presented by a game and everyone Crofton's rolling his eyes because I know Crofton gets Crofton gets only satisfaction. He says he's the competitive, but he is competitive. He doesn't like to describe himself that way. But his satisfaction comes from me win, you lose. Well, and, and if you don't well, lose, I'm not as satisfied because whereas I, 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 I feel the older I get, the more I'm like, we all win. No one loses. It's like the best case scenario. Well, and I really feel like that's something I would as love. As long as I, I win missed. more than you, that's just, all. Just hang yeah, on. You hang on. You can win as well. Wait, I just need to win the most. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me interject here because I believe we played Dungeons and Dragons, which is a co-op game. And I know Crofton enjoyed that. 
okay? But he was a real dick to some of his fellow players on many occasions. But this is my point, is that Crofton likes to troll and F with other people, including make alliances with them, break them, then attempt to make another alliance with that same player because he likes to watch the world burn, (laughs) which he does to me all the time. Makes an alliance, he betrays me, and then he immediately tries to make a new alliance with me. Always. Sounds like, always, sounds like Donald all, Trump. He always hey, intentionally tries to re... Like, it's it's a Crofton in three acts in a board game. And and it, the problem with this, Mike, is that trolling in a competitive game has to be, oh, I'm going to win and do things to win. And, like, that's... It, but try, co-op games... It, the problem with Pandemic, which is the co-op game that Crofton dislikes, is there's no way to troll. The world is about to jeopardy. We can't f around. We have to save easy. it, and so that's. I'm just. I'm speaking for you, Crofton. But trolling is. Remember that. Another remember episode. that time in Dungeons and Dragons? I poisoned Mike's rations and blamed it on the NPC. Sorry. But it's funny, and that whole okay. Well, what you're touching on right now is to me again part of why I dislike competition, and then because there's there's and this could be just our current culture of competition where it's not so much to win and you have for sure gracious winners but i feel like we live in an era where there are just as many trolls and taunters who are like i won and you suck you know to the person they just beat and it's not satisfying that to them unless it's that it can't just be like you know like yeah i came out on top but it could have been anyone's game like like a lot of professional athletes comport themselves in that matter uh especially professional athletes because they've made a career out of it but like most like there, there's a lot because even even when i play again like this game like hearthstone like i feel like the percentage of people who and has limited ability to troll other players you can tell people trying so hard to troll you and and the worst part is as as i as i see it progress you re, you realize also how fickle and stupid people are because like I, I never troll in these things uh, but people usually wait until it's clear that they're going to win, and then they try to troll you. And, and it's like, and it's just like, and I feel like that's a truth about things. Like people, people taunt and are cocky when they're assured of victory, and when they're not, then they're less so. And I'm just like, again, it brings out so much negativity in people. This competition, especially in the current culture, I think we have of it, where there's so much of that, and there's always lots of good people around to be like, hey, let's all have fun and blah blah blah. And I always felt like Bo has been a great enabler of that with gaming, and and competition probably in general. And there are those people there, but he's not the Crofton style. <laughs> it's more dominant where it's like, I win, you suck, baby. If you played better, you would have won. Kind of thing. <laughs> I don't say that. Uh, well, well, yeah, I, Crofton plays that way, but I think in his heart of hearts, he, 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 he's, he's one of us. It's, it's, role, it's definitely uh, role-playing in, in those board games and stuff like that, and video games offer me an escape because I'm not a competitive person in real life. Um like in in the way that no i'll give you an example see so you're cherry picking uh, elements but like stuff like it you know stuff like at work or the way i you know w- when we go skiing and i always bring this back up like it used to be like all the macho guys would be like oh i'm gonna ski on this and i'm gonna do this and like there's an element of innate competition where it's like everybody's like oh you know how far can you go without taking a taking a break? Oh, need another break or whatever, and all this sort of thing. And it's like for me, when I was a kid, and and through you know teenage and young adult, it was like a it's like a, a an element of like and yes, it's machismo, but it's all rooted in in competition and stuff. And I'm never like 
while I may have bought into it, it's never been a part of sort of me. Mm. And uh, and I definitely I definitely recognize it. I do it more for the lulls in in a board in in like sort of a board game or a fun or a relaxed setting and that sort of thing. And so like I guarantee if you asked anybody at work or whatever people who've worked with me, nobody would define me as a competitive person, like somebody that's rushing to get ahead and get to the next level or do this or or to get the get the bonus or the whatever, you know. Um, so in, 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 in Frisbee or whatever sport I do play, very rarely am I pointed to – I do – I can get competitive just as good as anybody can, but I am not the – competitive guy i am not like the one that would be define themselves as as competitive and that's where rolling into verdict soon uh i i have these two tropes where where i see and enjoy competition but then competitiveness as an attribute of a person or or a society is not necessarily i don't value in the same way i'm with you there i think yeah, I mean, do we want to just roll into verdicts? We are. Yeah, pretty... could I get a bit more? I was going to say, but I could just use it in my verdict, though. I still don't know really where I'm going to land. I find this kind of. I do. I mean, it's a big topic. I, I feel like there's so much more to say, but we are already an hour in. Yeah, uh, and let's yeah let's let's cut to let's cut to our verdicts, and you know we can always put an ear in this and and revisit it. It's not off the table, right? No odd jobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, you're up first. Let's uh, let's hear what you got on the subject. I'm up first. Okay, I I can go first if you're it, like I have my verdict. Loaded I'm not ready. sure actually what I'm going to say, but I I think I know. But well, okay. you said, no, ahead, but bro. you said you wanted to say a lot, so take your time with it and get out some of the other thoughts you had. Uh, all right, okay. That's why I suggested so, you first. Otherwise, you know, one of us can go first. It that's doesn't cool. really matter. Okay, I'll, I'll go. Ahead. So what I was going to say, and and again, keeping it. You know, this stuff is, gets really complicated, but I'm gonna, this whole sport analogy thing I think is useful in the sense that it's easy to understand competition in that context mm-hmm. and breaks it down. And then, if I, I, so I'm going to tell you guys a tale of three sports, three sports oh. that, that, that I do. Okay. And I'm not necessarily yeah. good at it. Anyway, well, tell the tale. So tell the tale, I, sir. I'll take, take the three sports. Uh, Ultimate Frisbee, which we talked about, and I've played with uh with crofton playing a team which has this element of you know team play which is great and i really enjoy that in camaraderie of your own team and when you achieve victory together it is satisfying um the other sport uh that i do is uh, i like downhill skiing crofton mentioned that before i think it's probably of the sports i do i'm probably uh personally the the best at it of from the sports that i do and then, and then the other one I do, and I, I do a lot these days, and I really enjoy is rock climbing. And I'd say I'm probably a mediocre rock climber. I'm not, not, I'm not terrible. I'm not great, uh, but I like it. So coming back to those three things, and I feel like how do I feel when I play them, and, or when I do them? And it's interesting because two of them are in theory not necessarily not necessarily competitive. So uh, so the ultimate frisbee, I often feel frustrated, often, even when we win, uh, because I, there's often other elements of conflict with players that happens it happens to be a self-officiated sport so you end up and it just it makes it drives home to me the 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 point of conflict in this and so more often than not i i leave the field feeling kind of frustrated oftentimes even if we win i got an argument or someone was being you know kind of fouling you and you feel like you're just it's stressor that's how i feel so skiing coming to the next one which is 
which is a sport that I feel like I have been competitive about because I felt like I was pretty good at it at some point in my life and I thought maybe I should try to pursue this and I was on and off and, and as I get older I kind of realize like yeah, a lot of people there's just a lot of better skiers than me and that when I come back to that competitive angle of it I find it's again kind of unsatisfying. Like when I just forget about it and I go out because it isn't. You're just skiing by yourself. Uh, it's an individual sport. You just go out and ski. You don't have to compete. But because I have been competitive or felt competitive in it, now it feels unsatisfying because again, there's so many people who are better than me. And and I'm getting. Why am I even framing it that way, right? When I don't frame it that way, I feel better. When I do, and I'm keeping up with some because I I know a lot of good skiers, and you're going with them and trying to keep up. And sometimes you're like, uh this is starting to become not fun again. Uh, and then the other, so the other sport is rock climbing, which I've been into a little bit as an older person. And it's a sport you do on your own. And I've realized that with it, the way it seems to work, it's like you go and climb something. And if you can, I mean, you can make it competitive. I, like I said, I'm mediocre at it, so I don't bother. I climb and it's like the people you climb with basically just make sure you don't die and offer you encouragement. So I almost always feel good after it. Cause that's how it feels to me. Like I'm half decent at it. Uh, so it, so it feels satisfying and I feel like I can make slight improvements and, and the people that I do it with are mostly like, come on, you can do this or whatever. And if you don't, you're like, Hey, try, you know, it's a problem for you. Try it again next time. And that's fun. And it's really, it's just personal and I do it cause it feels good. So looking at those three things, uh, the one that's the least competitive for, for me again is, which is the rock climbing is the one I almost always feel the best after having done. And the one that's most competitive ultimate Frisbee, I almost always feel the worst after having done. With the occasional moments of elation, you know, which is the great win. And it feels good. I get that. But that other conflict, it just grates on me. And I mean, that's the person I am. So for me, thinking about those things, and I know this is long and drawn out, so sorry about that. But I'm just going to come and say, going with my gut and how I feel about this stuff, that I think competition is bad. So you can go ahead and play the thing. And I know that there's... It makes people excel. It makes people push themselves. It drives innovations. But I think that there's different ways to do it. And I really do think it's probably rooted in something deep and primitive and primal even. And that and that though it plays a role and always and will be for the next foreseeable future, I feel like at some point humanity is going to kind of move beyond this kind of this kind of dominance play. So I, I really think the negativity that comes out of it, the beating people – it's it's more worse than it is good for me. Hmm. Uh, so well, that's that's personally where I stand. Can I just ask one clarification? So maybe you can add on. Is sure. for rock climbing you're competing against yourself? Are you not? Like it, it's like jogging. It's like you. Yeah. If you, you're you're not just going to to climb climb your trying to trying to get places and and push yourself past previously it's not there's no it's just not like a mer- you know like a, a a run or something that's kind of like you're competing against yourself. yeah like you go and like the, well that's the thing is like you go and be like okay this route i can climb you climb it because it's fun and then another one you'd be like oh that one i'm not sure i can climb you try it maybe you get up it feels good maybe you don't and think but i enjoyed it so i'll try it again i don't know yeah it's it's like you could you could pick a route and some are beyond your level but maybe are still a challenge and fun uh, and some are easy and are satisfying because it feels fun to climb them. And so I climb all of those things. I climb things that are way that are very easy for me, and I climb things I cannot do. But I still try them because it's at the limit of what I can do. I don't know. And it's like, am I competing with myself? I guess sure, but it doesn't feel that way. It feels more like oh, it's a fun activity. I enjoy doing it. I do it because it feels good. And ultimately, that's what it comes back to for me. It f- it feels good, and and the people I do it with. 
I feel like I almost have better kind of bonding than I than I do when it's the more competitive stuff. There's more animosity. And, and I mean, within your own team, less so. But even sometimes when we play these team sports, sometimes if your team's going badly, like we have this one player on our team, I don't want to name names, uh, who yells at everyone on the team all the time. <laughs> it's Mike. <laughs> it's, not, it's not me uh but there are you know and, and it's like and it gets frustrating because that person wants to win and is and is putting that desire to win on other players and that adds stress within your own team you're just like cleanse you're like come on especially like we're playing recreational <laughs> like you know so i don't know again i stick with the bad i really just think and again war man come on yeah, yeah. Um, so Fish I can I can segue right into that because you you mentioned a lot about the the things that make you feel good, which I think whether we're talking physical sports or game games, or even things tied more into real life, like I can, you know we didn't delve too deep in the economics, but there are other RL games, so to speak, that can uh, provide you with dopamine hits, you know, serotonin. Like they, prov- they your reward centers are issued a reward based on how difficult the thing you it was that you faced so stopping people doesn't provide the dopamine hits that you know winning a, a tightly fought game does and so like that's a reason to keep doing it i agree with you completely that it feels bad when people don't have the true spirit of competition which is always the lame loser thing to say for people that are trying to be the cool kids in school which is you you loser you winner winners are winners but those are the people that don't get where the good in competition is and unfortunately Everyone can compete, so they don't have to learn those lessons. They can, in fact, be dicks and be rewarded and be the best. Still, like, like your your attitude and disposition and understanding of competition uh, doesn't have to be a certain way in order to be good in competitions. But I think the reason we play games and do these things is is for that reward. And I think we do innovate and we do accomplish great things, like whether they're personal goals or they're goals for all mankind, such as climbing the hardest rock in the universe. Um, I think, I think that's reason enough to do it. It's how we're programmed, you know? So it's kind it's, it's fundamentally a part of us to compete and to move in our cultural and society, societal structures that way. My own physical, like my RL sport of choice before gaming took a large part of my life was skateboarding, which is the, it's an equivalent of figure skating basically and it's like figure skating is one of the most competitive sports but like why is it competitive it's just it's subjective some people watch you and judge the difficulty of what you did and how well you executed it and give you a number like it's dumb it's it's kind of dumb competing in that way and as a skateboarder like it would go out and if i did a kickflip off a set of stairs I might feel bad about it because I'm like, yeah, I did it, but it didn't. I know it didn't look good. I felt off balance and I hit it wrong. But if I did it really well, caught the board high in the air, landed square without falling over a bit as I landed, I would feel very good about that and get the dopamine hit and get a sense of like, hey, I progressed as a, as a performer in this sport. Um, so, so the point being that I think there is something important to competition, and I think there are a lot of people who misunderstand who um, conflate winning with competition. Winning is the least important part of competition. And yet, to simple minds, why would you compete if not to win? It is the object of competing, right? But that's why simpletons are simpletons. And I'm sorry to be mean about it, but they just don't get it. But they become president of your country. 
So, you know, <laughs> that that's the truth of it is you don't have to understand the nuance of competition to be good at competing. You can be a freak of nature or born into wealth and know enough to go up and not down. Like that that man is crazy, but yet he won an election and it, it, you know, make no mistake being leader of a democratic country is a competition and it's a blood sport. Anyways, let's get to a verdict. I'm going to say that competition is good. But I think people who are focused on winning or confound winning with good competition are very lost and just don't get it. So I would say winning is probably bad, but competition is good. That's my verdict. Wow. Um, it's always a journey. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Mike's was like five times the length of mine. Oh, I'm, no, I'm I don't. Take it's shit. just like it feels like when we do our verdicts, yeah. it's like writing a paper, doing like like it's a true. university it's paper true. or something, yeah. where you do the thesis statement at the beginning and then you sort of talk about it. Except in this case, we're doing we're kind of putting the thesis at the end, and that we're revealing like what oh, our verdict is at the end. But it is funny because some, sometimes going along your journey, I'm like, where's he going to land here? You know? <laughs> I'm like, I have, I I have structure it. problems. It's true. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, this is a nuanced topic for sure, and I did find it super interesting that we all spoke to what we know and we we gave a lot of personal um anecdotes things we're good at things we're not things that appealed things that don't and um and it it really made me think like i tried to think outside the box because competition is one of those ubiquitous things you guys talked about the economy but like stuff like um you know, there's these, I don't know, like SATs in the States or grading systems where where it's like the top 20% of the class make it through or to legal school or to whatever. And they all go to the board and are like, oh, did I make it? You know, they're all competing with themselves to get a good grade, but also with everybody else to be the top 20%. And like that's something that doesn't, you know, touch us. But there's so many competitions that are ongoing all the time. And what I struggled with in this podcast was my enjoyment of competition versus my disdain or dislike of people that define themselves as competitive in general. I find they're the people in life that I have the most conflict with. Uh, we're, we're about to do at my work a, what's known as a DISC analysis analysis which sort of shows what type of uh, a person you are and i am quite interested because one of the sections is clearly driven competitive and all that sort of thing and like while i can work with those people i you know i don't to value the competition and winning above and beyond all else is not something that i appreciate or aspire to and i think is a bad thing but i i do enjoy competition um in limited quantities and in, in in relevant spaces. Like if every board game that I played with my friends was a collaborative game or if every card game I, I played or if every sport I played was collaborative or I wasn't e- at least competing against myself, how, you know, I would find that sort of stuff pretty dull in, in, in short order. And I do see the benefits of competition. Like Mike mentioned war is the greatest of all evils and stuff. And in many ways that's true. But like, on the other side of things, you have like stuff like the Cold War, where you've got like the space race between the Soviets and the Americans, where they push technology forward astronomically because they were both racing, you know, racing to the sky. So there are benefits associated with competition as well. Maybe a very complicated topic. Um, my like of it 
and dislike of it all melds into one and comes out with a verdict, and that verdict is competition is bullshit. Oh. Uh, I'm not. I'm I'm slow. I'm slow. There it is. Sorry. Oh, man. I failed. I failed you. Yeah. Bo, you lost this competition. I like uh, no one, no one won it though with a full spread. I like that. No, I won it. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so. yeah, we, he started the show by saying he was going to have the best verdict. Yeah, and yeah, according to him, clearly. according to Crofton, Crofton Weekly, the critics over at Crofton Weekly, he did. Uh, he was a resounding success and performed number one. Reliable right. sources. I got people, people all over saying how good my verdicts are. Okay. It's tremendous. Well, if you want to, if you want to tell Crofton how good, bad or bullshit his verdict was, write to us. Goodbadbull at gmail dot com. We want to hear your opinions. I know it's kind of a pain in the ass most of the time when you want to write into a show. You just want to say, "Hey, I like your show, and I have a question to keep it simple." And this is the kind of show where we like to dig in deep with our opinions. But we would love to hear from you. We had a guy give us his paper on circumcision back when we did the episode on circumcision, and all three of us read the paper, man. So send us your shit. Send it in. Goodbadbull at gmail.com. I want, to, I want to see some good stuff here if you've got an opinion on it. Um, apart from that, if you want to find out more about the show, goodbadbull.com. There you can find us on uh, links to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, well, don't go to Stitcher. Go to Google, Google Play, or we have an RSS reader where you can do that. I think Stitcher kind of blows. They downgrade the quality of our stuff. So I think they we're still lost on that there. Competition. But, yeah, they lost the podcast competition. Finally, we would like to thank our supporters of this show over on Patreon.com. Um, we're not winning any Patreon uh, competitions, but we're, <laughs> we, we don't care about that kind of stuff. All the people who donate to us help keep the server costs low and things of that nature. We greatly appreciate and we'll continue to bring you this fine program, whether you choose to donate or not. But if you want to give back, consider doing that for us. All right. <laughs> I think that covers all the stuff for the show. Goodbadbull.com. Just go there. All the links are there. Um, let's, let's, let me, you know, give out the information where we can find some of our co-hosts. All right. So, Crofton, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you? They can find me putting up a new Twitter poll on Twitter, trying to determine if I should shave next week or grow out a sweet beard. Also, which verdict is the best? All three options will be mine. Uh, at Crofton Steers on Twitter. All right. Mike, uh, for listeners who want to find out where you are, follow you, or do you have any other words of wisdom for them? No, no words of wisdom. Um, and uh, nor will you find any on my Twitter feed, at ML Hodgins. Okay. And uh, you can find me at Bo Schwartz and everything I'm up to on Twitter. All right. Cool. That's, uh, I think I did a terrible job of providing all those links <laughs> to the thing. That was, that was bad. I lost that competition. All, no, that's true. But uh, you got to enjoy the journey. Uh, so it was quite a journey. Uh, we should look. Uh, yeah. We should look into seeing if we can find like a a quick like uh, come up with like a little script to close the show that we all use it like because we definitely do spend a lot of time. It's not just Bo. It's all of us. Yeah. We're like, all right, then there's this, and you can follow us on that. And whatever. And, it's always yeah. like it's the closing. You know, most people have already clicked delete. Uh, unsubscribe. They're unsubscribe. like, oh, this is yeah, a great episode. I got, oh man, it's so, oh man, this is a rambling ending. Uh, psh, unsubscribe. Yeah, no, that's every show. I mean, you know, if you're if you're listening to our show, you know, we kind of go all over the place. We take our time. We get into side arguments that are irrelevant and waste twenty minutes of 
time talking about whether evolution should be part of the competition topic instead of just talking yeah about if you co- don't like that go listen to npr or some structured podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah you want to fight about it let's go yeah, yeah. i mean really though I'll we have guys we have the best podcast i mean it's, it's we don't need true. a competition or the podcast awards <laughs> to tell us uh, who the best uh, no, podcast look, in town is. On listeners, we don't have the most. On five-star reviews, we might not have the most either, but my gut says that we're the best. And I, th- yeah. <laughs> and I think that's all we I need. think we have the most five-star reviews per listener, though. So per capita, we're like number one, I'm pretty sure. Of all podcasts? Because we have one one listener, and that one <laughs> listener gave us a five-star. That's pretty well, sweet. Well, I know 100%. we have more than one listener, because we have Wicked Kitten and Clown Baby in the chat room today. And they're sweet. Big Thanks fans. for listening. Oh, sweet. Hey, guys. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we have a... It's bigger than that, but it is a small and dedicated following. And it includes my mother. She's a big fan of the show. Hi, Mom. How's Not my mom. Uh, so also like, a supporter on Patreon. Oh, Oh, Michael, I only want to watch things you're good at. I, I like my mom will sometimes be like, because my brother does all these ski competitions. She'll be like, oh, Nick, I, I streamed your ski competition the other day. You did you did really, really well. And, and I was like, oh, sweet mom, you know how to stream? Have you watched my podcast? And, 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 and then there'll be like a pause. She'll be like, no, Nick, Nick plays very well. I have Bo's mom. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.